I'm not the type to get sick or even nauseous while watching horror movies. One day I'm going on with my life podcasting about demons at the door or alien blood. The next it feels like a hundred years of this situation. The situation I'm talking about isn't about podcasting, but what seems like a serious case of watching bad movies. I guess serious is a bit of an understatement. I can't stop watching them, I can't stop talking about them. I've built a system around myself that seems to have everything covered, but I've just reached a point where I get ready to podcast, and I just... freeze. I don't know if I can keep doing this. But you have to, the fans are waiting for a new episode. What fans? All two of them? Maybe I should listen to my future self, the one you killed, and stop doing the bloodstream. He did warn me about dire consequences. But you like doing it. I do, but I don't know if I can keep doing it. Of course you can. We're all here to help you. These movies are just wearing me down. It's just too much. Maybe I need to take a break. Don't do that. We don't want you to. It would hurt us, our feelings. We need you to keep doing this, Jason. I... I guess so. Good. Good. Here, I have a new movie for you that I think would be perfect for the bloodstream. Welcome aboard, streamers! I am your host, Jason Gray, and this is episode 32 of The Bloodstream. This week I found a little movie called Inside Ben. And since I have no corrections to make, nothing to really talk about up front, let's just get right to this and see what the synopsis is. When a man faces his fears, he realizes agoraphobia isn't his biggest problem. The surprise ending will leave you in awe. Okay, based on that, what I know about movies, what I know about this movie, and some stuff that I gleaned from the trailer, which I'll play shortly, I had a few suspicions about what that twist could be. And I'm gonna say right up front, I was kind of wrong, but I ended up being more right than I thought I was going to be. I'm going to keep my suspicion to myself for now and reveal it at the end of the review, and a lot of the clues along the way that looked like they were supporting my idea, but ended up supporting what actually happened instead, which, in a broad sense, ends up being the same idea. But this is more than enough babbling up front, so I'm gonna get to the trailer, and I'll be right back. I'm not the type to get sick or even have allergies. One day I'm going on with my life writing short stories and poetry, and the next it feels like a hundred years in this... this situation. I'm a writer. This should be a simple story with a simple ending. For you to live and survive, you need to be here. I feel like I never really sleep. I'm an agoraphobic with a panic disorder. You and Julia are not going to fix me! Hey, uh, did you mess with my badges last night? They were coming undone, so I fixed them. That's all. I'm not the type to get sick or even have allergies. 
one day I'm going on with my life writing short stories and poetry and the next it feels like a hundred years in this this situation. I think I found something. You do know all this is happening because you wanted it to. You must be high. Cocaine? What's going on? If you know what's good for you, you'll shut the fuck up. Come on in. What in the fuck is going on in here? Shit. Me if you let me do it. I feel a little weird about letting you do all that. It's really nasty. I like taking care of people. It'll be my good deed for the day. I can either take care of you peacefully or Yes, I have a problem. The movie wakes up with Ben, our lead character, after we get to listen to an amazing R&B hip-hop song that has the movie's title in it. Now, this hasn't come up too often on this show, but I am a sucker for that sort of thing. The end credits music to Waxwork 2, some of my favorite stuff. You want to win me over real quick? Do a song about the movie I'm about to watch. Or have just watched. Either way, I'm in and I am already dying. We get to watch as Ben goes through his morning routine. And you know what? Ben sums up what's going on with his life better than I ever could. So I'm going to let him do exactly that in the first clip. I'm not the type to get sick or even have allergies. One day I'm going on with my life writing short stories and poetry, and the next it feels like a hundred years in this... this situation. I'm a writer. This should be a simple story with a simple ending. I'm good at it. Or at least I would like to think so. I make a little money at it. The situation I'm talking about is not about writing. It's what seems to be a serious case of agoraphobia. I guess serious is an understatement. I cannot leave my apartment. I have built a system around myself that seems to have all of the bases covered. It works. I have my life down to a science. I have this routine. I can't have rashes. Because it might mean a trip to a doctor. Okay, yes, I have a problem. I mean, I just get close to that door and things get crazy, but this time... This time... I'm gonna do it. Ben does not do it. 
Instead, his psychiatrist is suddenly there, telling him to take his time, they have faith in him, and he goes back to bed. Shortest day ever. And it's a good thing he has a psychiatrist willing to make house calls and deliver one line of dialogue. But all going to sleep does is lead to more nightmares, so Ben ends up seeing his psychiatrist some more. They rush through his daily routine once again, right up until he's standing in front of the door and runs into a big ball of nope. We then go full-on atmospheric as the movie takes a long time with a long, long, lingering shot of Ben Jet flexing his arm and there are cicadas chirping in my ear. The soundtrack of this movie wants to kill me. It's either doing two notes repetitively over and over again or it's chirping cicadas in the background for minutes on end. After a few more repetitions of his routine, Ben's friend and landlord Tony shows up so he can deliver Ben's groceries and has a bit of a surprise when he says he's going on vacation. And we get a look into how Ben manages to survive with his inability to leave his apartment in the next clip. Hey, Tony. Hey, Ben. How you feeling today? You know, we, uh, we need to talk about this arrangement you got here. Oh. Really? What's the problem? My wife and I are thinking about going out of town with our daughter to take her to see her grandparents. I'll be fine. You know I can take care of myself, and I only see you once a week, buddy. I also have Julia once a day, so... Look, you don't understand. I, we are not going to be around forever. And, uh, we're going to be gone for months. Months? That would suck. So you're going to have to figure this out. That means to come out. Whatever you say, old man. <laughs> you know I try every morning. Do you? Where are my groceries? Oh, groceries, yeah. So what's this? Those are groceries. It's not gonna happen, Tony. As a friend, I'm just trying to help you. Julia and I are not gonna be around forever, man. So at some point, you're gonna have to figure this out. You're not gonna fix me. As your friend, I'm just trying to help. As your landlord, what what's gonna happen when I decide to uh, sell this place? And you know it's a possibility. So you're going to have to figure this out. Look, I gotta go. I need to get ready for this trip, and I gotta do it tonight. So that means you're going to have to gonna do this now. Trip. Everybody's going on a trip. You know I'm not getting past this doorway. Come on, man. As a friend, would you please? You just don't get it. No! You don't get it. Tony, you don't get it! You and Julia are not going to fix me. You're not helping me! This is really not cool. Come on, man. It's just three feet. Exactly. Hey! I can't do this. It's not as simple as you think. If I could just walk out there and grab those bags, you, you, you know I would. Please, help me here. Tony, don't do this. 
This whole thing is all in your head, my friend. I cannot come out. This is real. I cannot come out! Eventually, it occurs to Ben that the ice cream is going to melt sitting on the stairs. So he opens up his front door and stares out into the void for a while. Dude. Dude. There are chairs right behind you. Use one of those, reach out through the door, hook the bag, or something. Well, he at least tries to craft something to get the bags inside the house, and we spend a lot of time watching him do this. But yay, he does finally rescue the groceries. His girlfriend Victoria shows up for dinner, and she's all upset about what Tony did to him, and Ben gets a weird call from his mom, who can't seem to hear him on the other end, but continues to talk about mundane stuff for quite a while. The couple makes some plans to meet on Thursday, and Victoria heads out, leaving Ben alone to play video games. Meanwhile, the rash he's been complaining about off and on throughout the movie so far starts to, um, glow. Okay then. Seeing he now has a glowing rash, Ben decides to take a knife to it. As one does, I suppose? And it's suddenly immediately Thursday with Victoria showing up. They have sex, then lay in bed for a while talking about their experiences with drug use. Victoria shares a story of the one time she did cocaine as a teenager, and Ben says not to feel too bad, he did exactly the same thing. As Ben falls asleep, Victoria pokes at the bandages around his wound, tastes his blood, and starts to act pretty strangely while the music starts to get eerie. She tries to go take a shower but can barely walk from the euphoria she's feeling. But now that Victoria has had a taste of human blood and discovered she rather likes it, when she offers to change Ben's bandage, she grabs a box cutter to remove it and stabs him in the arm with it. Things continue to get weirder. As Victoria heads to the bathroom to clean up, licks more blood off her hands or wherever, and starts squirming around on the bathroom floor. I think I know what the twist is. Victoria's a secret vampire. That... That's not my actual theory, that's just me poking fun. And also, she's not a vampire. No, because Victoria being a vampire actually would have made sense. They have some more sex, Ben passes out, and when he awakens, he finds himself handcuffed in the bathtub. Meanwhile, Victoria's out in the living room, buying a gun. Oh, and she's also started inviting people over for reasons that Ben will describe in the next clip. Yeah, I was literally being sold and eaten. Somehow my flesh and blood gets you high. From what I can tell, it's some kind of ultra euphoria. It grows on my arm like a fungus. What the fuck? What the fuck is right? So, now Victoria is a Ben dealer slicing off bits of the fungus among us, and selling it to people for top dollar. I, uh, okay, that is not what I saw coming, not whatsoever. I don't think it's possible to ever see that coming. What the fuck? Okay, movie, you've got my attention. Where are we going with this? Before we find out, I just want to say, I do appreciate that when Victoria offers Ben some food and drink to keep him alive, she doesn't want her cash cow to die after all. She does manage to make a blood of Christ joke, because if she didn't, I was gonna say something about this is my body, take it and eat of it. 
At this point, the movie has gone frustratingly monochrome, washing out all color, losing a ton of contrast, and being pretty much shadows floating in a sea of indigo. It's artsy to be sure, but a little too artsy, and you can just about follow what's going on with this shadowy noirish mess. Also at this point, the movie gets really talky, because what else are you going to do? One of your characters is chained up in the bathtub, and Victoria's just gonna be standing around monologuing for a while. She goes on and on about her plans, makes some bad jokes, and let's move this along, people. Fortunately, it seems like the movie heard me because this is when Tony arrives with more groceries, and Victoria stalls for a bit while she changes into something less bloody. She tries to convince Ben to tell Tony to go away, but he doesn't do that, so Victoria kills the landlord. Which is probably the most exciting thing to happen in this movie for the last 20 minutes. Seriously, the third act of this movie is little more than Ben sits in the bathtub while Victoria stares blankly into space on a Ben high. But wait! In a sudden twist, Victoria, in her stupor, left the handcuff key sitting out on the bathroom floor. It's within Ben's reach, he uses it to uncuff himself, and tries to make a run for it as Victoria starts to pass out. Sadly, as Ben takes a step away, Victoria grabs his legs, punctuated by a loud, annoying beeping sound, and they have a fight throughout the apartment. But of course, there's a little bit of a problem here, because the one thing Ben most wants to do right now is escape. Which also just so happens to be the one thing he is absolutely incapable of doing. Victoria, however, grabs Ben, shoves him out the door, while repeating Ben's earlier lines about a simple ending. And all of a sudden, Ben wakes up in a hospital room. While he's struggling to wake up, they also flash through a lot of lines of dialogue from the movie, which I jotted down in my notes for my own theory, and I'm just gonna run through those here. Alright, while I'm breaking this down with the clues, not all of the lines that caught my attention are ones that they highlighted at the end montage, but I'm still gonna mention them anyways, I'm not gonna sit here trying to figure out which was and which wasn't. In short, my theory was, based on the trailer, that Ben suffered from multiple personality disorder, and this was all happening inside his head with Ben the normal rational personality, struggling to get out of this construct, back in control, but being trapped in there by the more malevolent personalities like Victoria the stabby slasher killer. That isn't quite where the movie went, but it does end up being all in his head as he's struggling to get out and people are trying to push him out the door. Similar situation, different reasons, a lot of the lines that caught my attention supported both ideas. The first one of which was when Ben said to the psychiatrist, I feel like I never really sleep. Well, no, of course you don't, because this was all in your head. Also, the psychiatrist in general felt like a clue because she would just show up out of the blue and deliver random words of wisdom. Then a few more clues came along when Tony showed up with some great lines, most notably outright saying, this is all in your head, man, and I'm just trying to help you. That's why I'm here. That's why we're all here. So kind of signifying, to me at least, multiple personalities all trying to help Ben achieve his full potential and come out of himself before the killer personality takes over and wreaks more havoc. Another clue is that the very first inkling we get of Victoria is a voiceover line that Ben hears in his head of her saying, I'll take care of you. 
To me, I read this as the manipulative voice of that other personality, when in actuality it was the voice of the nurse, Victoria, taking care of Ben trying to wake him up in the hospital. Probably the big clue for me that this was all in Ben's head was the phone call from Mom. As I said, that phone call was strangely one-sided. She couldn't hear Ben, so of course what it must have been was a mom coming to visit her son in a coma, sitting beside him and just telling him how her day was going, represented in the mindscape of Ben as a phone call from his mom, which he couldn't talk back. Another clue that didn't really go anywhere, but I'll point it out anyways, was when they were talking about drugs and Ben said, Oh, don't worry about that. I did the exact same thing. My thought was, well, of course you did. You're different sides of the same personality. And Victoria also had a line where she said, Oh, I didn't do it for me. In my scenario, that would have been the first time Victoria was coming out of Ben's mind and her mean streak was taking over and doing things Ben normally wouldn't do. I also thought the weird thing with the blood making Victoria act high might have been because they were drugging Ben and it was starting to affect the other personalities in making them groggy and act strange. And then there are clues aplenty in the third act when Ben's sitting around in the bathtub and all we get is Victoria monologuing. First of all, throughout the movie they're doing a lot of filming with characters looking in mirrors and reflections and stuff like that. Victoria has a couple lines where she says things like, you do know all this is happening because you want it to. And we're so alike in so many ways. And you're not seeing things from my perspective. None of these really pan out right with Ben being in a coma situation, but really would have played well into my ideas. Phew, and that runs through most of the clues, at least the ones that caught my attention, whether they be right or wrong. And as you can tell, I was mostly right with my ideas. But there's still a bit more movie left because this sucker does not know how to end, and I'll get to that in a minute. So let's get back to this. The movie ends up rewinding to fill us in on what happened, with Ben about to go on a vacation. He gets into a car crash, this puts him into a coma, and this all happens at around an hour 17 of the movie. There's 10 more minutes where this thing just keeps going on. Because we gotta slog our way through lots of people visiting comatose Ben, taking care of the infection on his arm, which is just a wound he received in the accident, the real Victoria coming around to take care of him as his nurse, and so much mundane bullshit for almost five minutes straight. I mean, we get it. He's in the hospital, he was in an accident, you can end the movie now. In fact, the movie takes me up on my challenge and abruptly ends. So what? Did he wake up or not? What was the point? <sighs> At this point in my notes, I have written down, throws hands in the air in frustration. I don't know how to translate that into an audio form, so there it is. Oh, and as if the movie petering out and not really answering anything other than, hey, he was in a coma the whole time, the movie adds one final insult to injury, because there's an after credits scene, which is nothing more than Tony, who is actually an orderly out in the real world taking care of Ben. And all he does is wander around Ben's room, mumbling to himself, talking to the camera, for four to five straight minutes. It's pointless. If you wanted to have an Easter egg of, oh, and here's what Tony is in the real world, you have him come in, fluff up the pillows, walk out. 30 seconds, in, out, done. No, this movie just drones on. <sighs> well, I was off the mark, but I was actually mostly right with my theory. 
But how do I feel about the rest of this movie? It does make a randomly weird twist in the middle of the movie, which I genuinely love. Because it does not get more bizarre than Ben is a tasty new drug that gets people high. But making your character agoraphobic really limits what you can do with your story. It really spends a lot of time sitting around doing nothing. Sometimes not even talking, which is at least interesting when they talk, but not terribly well acted. The movie could have gotten to its point, whatever that was, a whole hell of a lot quicker. This movie clocks in at just short of 90 minutes, and it easily could have turned out at least 10 minutes, maybe even 15. And I actually would have enjoyed this. It's got a hell of a twist, which I genuinely enjoy. And yeah, it ultimately goes nowhere with it, but it sure does grab your attention. But once the movie reveals what's been going on, and then continues for another 10 minutes, that's just a waste of my time. And it completely ruined any interest I had in the film. We get it. This was all in his head like I guessed, although my reasons were different. But once you have that twist of, oh, he's in a coma and this was all in his head, you gotta wrap that sucker up quickly. You gotta give satisfying answers, which I guess they kind of do, but also not really because as far as I could tell, Ben's still in a coma, so what was the point? But they don't need to wheel in every single person for minutes on end, showing what they do in the real world. If ever there was a movie that was the definition of overstayed their welcome, it is Inside Ben. It has a solid enough idea, even though I'm not a fan of It Was All A Dream, this was a fun journey, but once it says what it has to say, it then sticks around to keep saying it. Kinda like I'm doing now because I'm just so endlessly frustrated, I can't shut up and I keep circling around this point. So I'm moving on. Because aside from the storytelling, I also have a lot of problems with the cinematography of this movie. The draining of color, the shaky cam, random repetition of words with, uh, fady, shaky, Jacob's Laddery type stuff, strange noises, fuzzy, dreamlike moments. All of this stuff does actually make sense in the final context, and yet still somehow ends up feeling really amateurish. This has potential. It's not absolutely terrible. But with that it was all a dream ending, it was largely a waste of time. And even once it's not a dream, it's even more a waste of time. But you get the idea. Avoid Inside Ben, go watch anything else. Well, I don't know. We kind of liked it, Jason. You guys stay out of this. Just once, I'd like one of my other personalities to show up on this show and stay quiet. This is my show, they're not here for your opinions. If my other selves keep showing up like this, I'm going to have to spin one of them off into their own show just to make room. And that wraps up episode 32 of The Bloodstream. If you've enjoyed listening to me yell at a movie for 30 minutes or so, you can find more episodes on Apple Music. Just search for The Bloodstream. We're the one that's not a medical podcast. While you're there, please be sure to like, rate, and review the show. That's a big help and much appreciated. There's also a Facebook group where I keep everyone up to date with what's going on with the show. You can also find it on Tumblr at thebloodstream.tumblr.com. You can also find all the episodes at our home base, triskadecafiles.com slash thebloodstream. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or just a movie you'd like me to check out, you can leave a comment at any of those places, or send me an email directly at phoenix, F-O-E-N-I-X, at gmail.com. That's phoenix with an F. So thanks for listening, and I'd like to leave you with these words of wisdom. 
if you're going to partake of Ben, we advise not operating heavy machinery for at least 12 hours. Take care, and keep dreaming. <laughs>